Welcome once again, nerds, to the nerdiest of news. I am your host, Generally Nerdy, and on today's show, we have more famous musicians seem to be just passing away by the day. There's been a huge retro-style gaming announcement. The Netflix Masters of the Universe series is getting a comic book prequel. The inevitable Disney Plus shakeup for the MCU has finally happened. In movies, it is the season of the horror movie trailer. And in rumors, we have Joe Rogan getting his very own gaming rumor. All of that and honestly a bunch more in this week's episode, so let's do the thing. First things first, we have housekeeping to get out of the way. Um, this episode is going up late. <laughs> There's just no two ways about that. Uh, I, d I don't know exactly how late it is going up, but uh, I am approximately 24 hours past when I normally record. So very well could be approximately 24 hours before it gets uploaded um, because day job and I'm sick. That's the big reason. Uh, honestly, when I was going to be recording, I still hadn't finished the majority of the research because I couldn't stay awake because I'm so sick. You can probably hear it in my nose. Um, feeling a little bit better today, so had to do the thing and get to the get to the grind, right? So uh, that's um, my apologies off the bat. That is just kind of unavoidable. As far as other housekeeping, go housekeeping. goes, um, there will be a little bit, uh, we're a couple weeks out yet from our next wonky episode as far as like it's probably going to be just another rumors episode, and maybe other big announcements. And then we are approximately two months away from the uh, winter break, which is uh, usually about two to three months uh, starting November, ending either in the beginning of January or the beginning of February, depending on how much work there is between seasons. So uh, that is just kind of the brief housekeeping. I don't think there's anything else really crazy of note. Uh, this week, I guess also housekeeping wise, um, the other shows are going to be kind of postponed a little bit because this show has been postponed a little bit for the same reasons, just sick and, and it's difficult to do work when you can't hardly move your limbs. Uh, so just kind of bear with me. I appreciate all of you nerds, but that should be everything we have in housekeeping. So let's please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. Let's get to the news. In music news, we have a brand new member of the Billion Streams Club. We have the final recording from a legendary vocalist in a band that's still kicking strong. We also have a couple new passings in the regular old news section. So without any further ado, let's do the news. Kicking things off, we have follow-ups to get out of the way. Our, this follow-up is the Billion Streams Club. Uh, this is the second time that Metallica has entered the club. This time it's for Nothing Else Matters. Uh, just crossed a billion streams. I believe it's a billion uh, video plays on YouTube, actually. Not streams specifically, but specific YouTube video plays. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Congratulations to the fellas in Metallica. That's the only follow-up we got, so let's talk about some new music. And boy, there's a lot of it. The weird thing about this episode, though, not a whole lot of 
metal like we usually talk about. Uh, there, ha there were some releases, but most of them either happened last week or are just, we're, I'm, I want to try and do like a, a proper reaction or something to them. So didn't get a whole lot of metal in this week's uh, update, but we do have plenty of new mu music to talk about. So if you generally come for the metal, maybe stick around. You might find something new. Uh, first up though, kind of going against that, we have Guar has released the final recording from David Baraki, uh, aka Odorus Arungus. Uh, Tammy the Swine Queen is the name of the song. Uh, this comes from the 10-year anniversary re-release of Battle Maximus, which in and of itself was also a tribute to another passing uh, musician in the band Guar. So kind of bittersweet and multi-tiered in a way. It's pretty dang good. Uh, if you like Guar, there's no reason why you're not gonna like Tammy the Swine Queen. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of guar fun, actually. And I think this is kind of a lot more indicative of the guar that I was expecting to see live a couple of weeks ago instead of the guar that I got to see live a couple of weeks ago. Uh, check out the last that just happened to understand that comment. But either way, go check out Gore's Tammy the Swine Queen and try not to cry because it's the final David Brocky recording. Next one is another Oliver Anthony song. I think this might be where we stop covering when he releases new tracks, but this one is called 90 Some Chevy. Uh, it's, this, it's more Americana, more of that uh, Appalachia kind of sound that I really, really just love in this modern, I think they want to call it rebel country, but it's really not like rebellious at all. This is just like blue collar. <laughs> So yeah, good stuff, uh, just solid. This was recorded at the same time as Richmond, North of Richmond, so like this, he had no idea he was about to be huge and famous when he recorded it. So it's interesting to see like the earnestness in this recording, whereas the next one, there might be a little bit of a different feel uh, and, and we'll just have to wait and see. But as it stands right now, this is a solid recommend. Absolutely go check out the new Oliver Anthony song, 90 Some Chevy. Next up is one that I honestly wasn't expecting to be an actual song, and it's a new Rick Astley song. Uh, the name of this one is Never Gonna Stop. Not to be confused with Never Gonna Give You Up, because, you know, that's the big one from the 80s. That's the Rick Roll song. This is the same artist, uh, for those of you not old enough to know the difference. This is actually the same dude uh, who did the Never Gonna Give You Up, Never Gonna Let You Down. That's the same Rick Astley. This song, though, is just soulful. <laughs> like this is soul through a modern pop filter, but very light emphasis on that modern pop filter thing. This is just a whole lot of soul coming from a white dude who got famous in the 80s. And I mean, heartfelt and endearing and the man can still freaking sing. If you're looking for some quality, like heartfelt, tell your tell your lover how you feel about him kind of stuff, this is absolutely a recommend. Uh, if you just kind of like pop music, this is absolutely a recommend. If you're down for some soul, but you don't generally dig into the pop music side, maybe check this one out because it might give you a little bit something fresh. If you're just a metalhead, you're probably gonna want to steer clear because this is absolutely not that. But anyway, let's continue, shall we? Uh, next song, speaking of Oliver Anthony, is Dax. 
doing a remix of Rich Men North of Richmond by Oliver Anthony. Uh, this is actually quite damn good. Just continuing the same message of the original song uh, in a different format. Obviously, there's been a little bit of production done to the music uh, as far as there's a little bit of uh, uh, bass added in there because the original song was only guitar and vocal. This one, there's bass, guitar, vocal, and then Dax's vocal on top of it. And it works really well. The final chorus is Dax and Oliver doing the chorus together, though I'm pretty sure it's just the recording of Oliver Anthony with Dax adding his own little flair to it. But either way, works super well. Dax is a hell of a lyricist and super like heavy as far as lyrical content goes. Absolutely, if you liked the original, you're gonna like this one as well. There's no doubt in my mind. And before we move into uh, the, the next quickie music reaction, new music bit, um, I just wanted to say there are a bunch of really awesome AI covers. We talked about one in a previous episode of that Oliver Anthony, Richmond, North of Richmond. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna bring up every one that I find. There are some really fantastic ones. The one we talked about was the Hank Hill one. Uh, I found a Johnny Cash one that sounds like Johnny Cash might have actually recorded that song. Uh, and then there's also a Dale Gribble one that I found that's pretty great. Uh, very much soulful in an AI cover. It's a very strange thing that to experience, but worth it nonetheless. So yeah, that's just kind of a couple of really quick ones, but uh, just keep your ear posted to uh, places where you can find new music where things are like that are recommended because there's some really great ones that come out every now and then. And then also there have been like some metal covers of this song as well. Uh, we might get into one or two of those, but I haven't found one that's like exceptional yet. So we'll, we'll keep you posted. Sticking with the Oliver name, but moving over to the pop side, we're talking about Oliver Tree, who just released a new track. Last time he released new music, super unimpressed. This time, though, the name of the song is Essence. It's featuring somebody named Supercomputer, uh, and we're in kind of a theme for this episode because this is strangely heartfelt for this pop screwball. Like, dude is very avant-garde pop. Uh, Oliver Tree, if you know him, you know him. If you don't, you should. Uh, if you like pop music at all, and you wanted something kind of a breath of fresh air. Oliver Tree is a definite voice to be heard. Production on this is solid. There's there's really no complaints here. This one actually vocal delivery, everything about this I feel like is super good. So this is a good introduction. Previous song that we covered in the new music section, not so much. I can't remember the name of that track right now. But either way, go check out Essence by Oliver Tree featuring Supercomputer. And then our final uh, piece of new music for this episode is the new Timbaland. Nelly Furtado and Justin Timberlake song. So a little bit of the late 90s, early aughts coming back at you in this track. And it feels like that only like updated. So very relevant for the modern pop landscape in a an elder statesman kind of way. Timbaland is definitely still one of the top producers around. Uh, Justin Timberlake will always be one of the greatest male voices in pop music in history. And Nelly Furtado is also one of the greatest female voices in female pop music history. So uh, yeah, just, just a, a, a track of legends that are really showing you how it's done, but making it look so damn easy. Go check out the new Timberland. Oh, I didn't even tell you the name of the track. It's Keep Going Up is the name of the track from Timberland, Nelly Furtado, and Justin Timberlake. And then we got some regular ass news to talk about. I hate I hate it when this happens, but we, we got something to follow the sad bits. 
So let's just get the sad bits out of the way. Coming out the gate, in regular ass news, we do have the passing of two artists, the first of which being Jimmy Buffett. Uh, I, my personal history with the musician known as Jimmy Buffett is very interesting. Uh, I, the first song I heard, unlike most people, I think, first song of his that I heard was uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise. Um, we were coming home, or we were actually going to get pizza after a Little League baseball game, and I was riding with my buddy, uh, my, my, me and my friend Darius are in the back seat, and my buddy, uh, whose mom was driving us, was in the front seat, and she puts on Jimmy Buffett, Cheeseburger in Paradise. My buddy Darius looks at me and goes, sounds like homeboy hadn't had his break today, <laughs> and Forever, I will always remember that moment in my life. Uh, nothing will ever change the purity of that just instant. Um, and from there on, I've just had this strange uh, uh, affinity for Jimmy Buffett. So it's really kind of uh, sorrowful that his passing. I mean, probably not the most affecting of celebrity passings ever. Uh, the, I would say the one that affected me the absolute most was Robin Williams, but we've talked about that. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, though. A legend in the American music scene, in the country music scene, even though it's kind of hard to uh, say all of his music really fit inside that box. He was kind of his own thing in a lot of ways. Um, just <sighs> a, a great, a great soul in the music community in general. He does one of my favorite Zac Brown band. Uh, he's a guest, come, comes and does a guest spot on a Zac Brown band song is one of my favorite Zac Brown songs. Just a, just a really, I'm not going to say great musician because pretty much all of his songs are in like G or C. So not a whole lot of variance as far as like his, his uh, 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 ability goes, but he knew what he could do. He did it very damn well and he entertained millions and millions of people. I was definitely one of them. So it is a sad loss in the music community. Jimmy Buffett has passed. Uh, the age of 76, the thing that took him was Merkel cell skin cancer. Uh, apparently the songwriter had been been dealing with for some time and then sound seemingly kind of came to a head very suddenly because he was about to go back out on tour was headed to a tour date that he had to postpone and then just a few days later he was gone so it seems that it was kind of it kind of got aggressive very quickly and just a, just a sad day so let's take a moment and remember the greatness that was Jimmy Buffett And then, like I said, we have two passings to talk about once again in music. This time we're talking about Smash Mouth vocalist uh, Steve Harnell, Harwell, sorry. 
I, I've never known his name uh, aside from a couple of the articles that we talked about previously, uh, but that wasn't from my adolescence when these things were getting ingrained into my head. So I, I apologize, I had to read his name. That's not to say that Smash Mouth did not have also an interesting uh, effect on my adolescence and my development, developing years. Um, yeah, my, my, uh, so Harwell passed the age of 56. It was uh, complications from liver failure due to alcohol abuse, which he's been dealing with for some time. The uh, last time we talked about it, he had just retired from music because he was trying to get his health in order because of, again, alcohol issues. So it just seems that it was a little too late and, and sadly that is what took him. My history, uh, my, my experience with the band Smash Mouth, much, uh, I would s probably venture similar to most. Um, when I, I think it was All Star was the big single. It might, not, it might have been the one right before that, right before they got huge, huge, just when they were on the way up. Uh, my, my stepbrother brought the, bought the record Fush You Mang, uh, which is the uh, record where most of their big singles came from. Whenever we would go on like uh, road trips, and a road trip when I was a kid was like going from, because we lived in Georgia, so going from Gainesville to Atlanta was a road trip. That was a big deal. And that was one of the heavily rotated uh, records was that Fush Yu Mang record. And just, I remember listening to that thing front and back and just absolutely loving every freaking second of it. Um, I probably, if you were to put it on, I can't think of many of the lyrics right now, but if you were to put on that album, I would probably be able to sing about 70 to 80% of it. Uh, and I haven't honestly listened to it for a couple of decades at this point. So just uh, another, another unique voice in the music industry, another uh, very unique personality as evidenced by the later years of his involvement with the band. Uh, Smash Mouth is continuing on. They do have a new vocalist since Steve retired. Um, like I said, retired about two years ago. We talked about it. He is trying to get his health in order. Um, so yeah, just, we're going to take a moment and remember the voice, that voice, such a unique voice, like physically, not even just like the things he had to say or like the, the person he was, but like the actual sound of his voice was so dang unique. Taking a minute just to remember Steve Harwell from Smash Mouth. And then let's come out of the sad bits. Let's move on, shall we? Let's get into something a little bit more upbeat. And that little bit more upbeat is, strangely enough, new music from the Rolling Stones. Uh, they created a new website called don'tgetangrywithme.com and they're teasing a new single called 
of all things, don't get angry with me. Um, this, they're still writing new music. Their drummer passed away in 2021, uh, so they obviously have a new drummer, but it's still the Rolling Stones, the surviving members, at least, of the Rolling Stones writing new music. These guys are what, like, in their 90s? Like, I say that, and it might sound like I'm being sarcastic, but I honestly think they're late 80s early 90s right like this is they've been going for a while uh yeah so this is the first the, they are working on a new album they have been since the passing of their drummer uh he will be on a couple of these tracks for sure uh mick jagger has said uh, as much or more in interviews recently and uh, this will be the first collection of new material from the stones in 20 years so that's pretty significant uh very interesting to see what this record has to offer we will definitely be talking about some new music once it releases in the new music section but as it stands right now that's what we've got man go to don't get angry with me.com to see uh the tease that they it's like 30 seconds 20 seconds something like that of the first of like a, a demo track for this new song it's pretty interesting uh but yeah that's what we got for regular ass news let's talk now about suggestions here in the music section music suggestion this week is Slipknot's self-titled record. If you can get your hands on the first release or the second release, doesn't really matter. I would recommend either way getting your hands on the Digipack version of whichever release you're finding because the Digipack has a couple of extra tracks, some demo stuff that's really actually quite good. So the reason I wanted to suggest this is because like new metal is having this weird resurgence, but also extreme metal is getting much more uh, popular again. And I feel like Slipknot is a band that did a whole lot to help in the popularity of extreme forms of metal music. And if you don't believe me, this album is actually a prime example of that because Wait and Bleed was kind of the gateway into Eyeless and Surfacing and into the second record, Iowa, and, and just it kind of built from there. And so a lot of these modern, like even deathcore bands, owe a lot to the popularity of Slipknot for making extreme forms of music much more palatable to the average listener. So go check out where that all started with the self-titled Slipknot record from 98-99. Again, depending on which release you're talking about. Gaming and Tech this week is going to be short and sweet. We've got a new trailer for an old IP that is going to make a lot of people very, very happy. Uh, actually, twice. <laughs> let's, let's repeat that again for a different IP. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Let's get into it. Uh, the, we only have trailers really to talk about. So the trailers that we have this week are a new game has been announced for G.I. Joe called The Wrath of Cobra. And if you go check out this trailer, you're going to see that the styling is very reminiscent of the 1980s animated series that aired in America. And this is the kind of stuff that I and many other millennials grew up on. Uh, it looks like it is going to be very true to the original, uh, the original IP. It is a Steam game. No idea if it's going to come to console. I hope it does because my gaming computer kind of gets tied up with video editing more often than not. So it's very difficult to game when I'm editing. But uh, yeah, it's Steam game for sure. I did not catch a release date for it, but it's going to be an arcade brawler. Exactly what you would expect out of something like this that is going for this kind of target audience. In the same vein of uh, the, the Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, that, that game, it's, it's similar in style to that. So it's pretty awesome. Go check out the trailer. Let's move on. Our other one 
one comes from, it's not quite a, as old of an IP as uh, G.I. Joe, but still, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has resurfaced. We do have a trailer for it as well. We have talked about this previously, but the last time we talked about this game is when it was going into hiatus because the production company that was making it bowed out and is no longer associated with the uh, uh, the, 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 the developer. I'm sorry, I got that backwards. The developer that was making is no longer associated with the producer. Uh, so new developing company is the Chinese Room. Uh, it's also... Uh, two other studios that are helping out are Dear Esther uh, and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Uh, and now is set for a vague Fall of 24 release, though it does look like it is going to be coming to most uh, current generation systems. I don't know about PC, but definitely PS5 and Xbox Series. Though if it's on the Xbox, probably PC. Uh, that's what we've got for this week. Uh, go check out the two trailers, and then let's talk now about gaming and tech suggestions. It's a tech suggestion this week. It's another of the Unreal Engine 5 uh, demo videos that, and actually this is actually a YouTube channel uh, that does these demo videos, but very specifically, this YouTube channel does Ninja Turtles. Uh, the, the, the owner of it, I'm sure, I'm sure his name is Johnny Likens, because that's the name of the channel, at Johnny Likens. You can find the link down in the description. Uh, he's, he is looking to potentially do a short film or some sort of episodic content with this Unreal, th these demos that he's building with. Uh, so far, all we have are these demos, but either way, it's absolutely worth a look, especially if you are an old school fan of the Ninja Turtles, even like old, old school from the violent comic book days, then this is going to be right up your alley. Go check out the YouTube channel at Johnny Likens. That is your suggestion this week. Before we continue with the news, I want to remind you that, you know, I am a one-man show and this is a lot of work, so it would behoove me and also be really awesome of you if you want to, you know, hit the subscribe button, like the episode, do what you will, but let the algorithm know that what we're doing here is something you enjoy listening to, watching, what have you, and uh, yeah, let's get back into the news. Now let's talk about comic books and books, if we had any. We really don't have a whole lot. We do have a couple of announcements that are kind of cool. Uh, mostly Star Trek and He-Man, and so let's just talk about that, shall we? No follow-ups, no corrections, no trailers. But we do have some new news. Uh, so, uh, the regular-ass news, we got Star Trek. So this is big. We're going to actually talk about this in a little bit more depth in the TV section. But as it stands right now, as far as comic books are concerned, there is a new Star Trek comic book coming out from IDW set to be uh, in physical release in October, but we'll get to that in just a moment. The big thing here is that it is going to be available on StarTrek.com. Uh, it's going to be a weekly release, I believe, starting September 8th, which is Star Trek Day. Uh, September 8th, and then running for, uh, I think it was eight weeks from there, and it will only be released in digital until October. Very specifically, the only way to get your hands on a physical release 
of the uh, Star Trek, this new Star Trek comic book series, is if you are attending New York Comic Con. So they're doing what they can to keep the exclusivity high so that when it goes on to the aftermarket, it becomes very, very expensive, apparently. Uh, yeah, very interesting. That's all we really have at this point for that guy. Again, until we talk about the TV stuff in the TV section. So let's move on into He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. We have new Masters of the Universe prequel book is being released by Dark Horse. This is, uh, it's going to be called Forge of Destiny. It will be written by Tim Seeley, art from Eddie Nunez, and it's going to be, like I said, a prequel to the very ill-received Masters of the Universe series over on Netflix. So, in an ideal world, that means it's going to have a lot more He-Man in it, but I'm just going to pass this one off to you. Uh, is this going to maybe salvage what we got on Netflix? Is this going to just be another bait-and-switch scenario? What are you expecting out of this Masters of the Universe comic book? Let me know in the comments or over on the socials. Uh, that's all we have this week for regular-ass news, for any kind of news as far as comic books and books goes. So, let's talk suggestions for comic books and books. The suggestion this week is the Scott Pilgrim manga. Uh, I have them, I don't have them here in studio right now, they're downstairs in the living room, but I do have the uh, the entire collection of the Scott Pilgrim manga, and it's a whole hell of a lot of fun. A lot more uh, nuance and character development than what you got in the movie, so if you're only familiar with Scott Pilgrim because of the movie, definitely get your hands on the Scott Pilgrim manga. I believe it's like eight books, might be nine, uh, and it's, it's it's just a whole hell of a lot of fun. The author and artist for this is a Canadian dude named Brian Lee O'Malley, and it came out on Oni Press, which is the same uh, comic book publisher that does Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, for those of you that know who that is. Uh, kind of give you the idea of the quality to expect there. That is your suggestion for this week. Absolutely go have some fun with Scott Pilgrim. This week in TV news, we have that uh, MCU shakeup over on the Disney Plus streaming app. We also have a bunch of reminders for series that are going to be starting very soon. And we're continuing our Star Trek talk, getting ready for Star Trek Day. So let's jump right in. Let's come out first with uh, the uh, follow-ups and corrections. We have MCU shakeup. A bunch of shows have moved around. Some of them have been removed entirely, but we'll get into the reasoning behind that, or the speculative reasoning behind that, at least, in the rumors section, so stick around there. But uh, as what we have right now is uh, Loki Season 2 remains the same. It will still be coming out October 6th. That is not changing. Uh, what if Season 2 has been pushed back? a little bit to Christmas of 2023. We have Echo being pushed back to January of 24. X-Men 97, good lord, it got pushed back again. Uh, kind of indiscriminate uh, sometime early 2024. We then have Agatha Darkhold Diaries. We're going to talk about that for a moment uh, in the rumor mill as well. We have that as early fall of 2024, so slightly more specific, but not by much. Uh, then the ones that have kind of just kind of fallen off of the release date schedule are Ironheart, Daredevil Born Again, and Wonder Man. Uh, Ironheart is completed with its filming and, and 
presumably most of its production, though the fact that it's fallen off the release date might suggest that there is some reshoots that need to happen or some sort of ADR or something, something that requires more actors and or more writers. Uh, that needs to be done, so not completely done with post, but the filming has completed. Uh, so very interesting that that has no date at all. And then we also have uh, Daredevil was not done with filming, so all filming and production are on pause. Likewise with Wonder Man, again, all filming and production have been put on pause. Uh, that is what we have as far as the MCU shakeup as it stands right now. If things go much longer like they're anticipated to go, we're, we're expecting this to run through probably through February of next year, it would seem. At the very least, it's not going to be done by the beginning of 2024, so at the very least January, but I would be very surprised if it was resolved before February of next year. So. That's kind of what we're looking at. These all are very subject to change, assuming this goes the way it is anticipated. Uh, from there, we let's move into some reminders of things that are happening <laughs> that, that we can celebrate that are getting released because they were done long before, or at least a little bit before the strikes. We have Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon is set to premiere this coming Sunday. Super excited about that. I, I for whatever reason, thought there were some episodes of uh, Dead City that I was missing. We talked about that in the uh, That Just Happened episodes previous. I'm all caught up. I was caught up the last time we actually talked about it and that just happened. So I don't know where I was thinking I was missing episodes. So this is just going to satiate my desire for The Walking Dead a little bit more. Super stoked about that. Been hearing kind of mixed things on the reviews for uh, uh, Daryl Dixon show. I don't know why that is. I uh, We'll see. We will see. From there, we have uh, the announce. Oh, this one's not a reminder, actually. I don't know why it got uh, so out of order, but whatever. Uh, My Adventures with Superman just got confirmed for a second season, so there's that. And then we're back into the reminders. Like I said, kind of out of the blue, right? I take amazing notes. We know this. <laughs> so uh, from there, Tiny Toons Luniversity is set to premiere this Friday. So probably a day or two as you're watching this from now. Uh, then we got How I Met Your Father again. Just incredible notes, guys. <laughs> How I Met Your Father was canceled uh, after two seasons, whereas How I Met Your Mother was uh, ran until its completion after 10 seasons. So interesting how the landscape has changed, not necessarily on the audience side, but definitely on the production side. Go compare season one of How I Met Your Mother to season one of How I Met Your Father and tell me that those are going to be equally as popular. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then one more reminder, because again, the, all the reminders were supposed to be next to each other. And that's how I have it written is this section is all reminders, but whatever. Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, the Godzilla adjacent series, I think is how that's supposed to be set up. Uh, Apple TV Plus, it is coming very soon, November. We did uh, no new trailers or anything as far as I know for that, but uh, don't hold me to that. There might be a new trailer that I just didn't see. Otherwise, why would it be in the news cycle? Either way, it's coming soon. Super excited about it. Keeping tabs on it, moving right along. Now let's talk about trailers, shall we? Uh, we talked previously in the comic book section about Star Trek Day, uh, which uh, this is, I'm not the biggest Trek fan. I do have a Trek, so I'm a little bit of a Trekkie. I just didn't realize there was a Star Trek Day. Apparently that is September 8th this year. And on September 8th, we're going to be celebrating 50 years of Star Trek, the animated series. As of this Star Trek Day, we will have 50 years of animated Star Trek series. So I can hear you saying, yes, yes, that's very newsworthy, but why is this in the trailer section? Well, a trailer has been released for a new 
mini-series of sorts related to Star Trek Day. Uh, it's going to be called Star Trek Very Short Trek. It's going to be a series of five kind of short film episode-ish things animated from throughout the history of Star Trek, uh, where possible the original actors are going to be coming back to voice their characters in here. It seems though some of those actors uh, have not yet been confirmed as far as I know, uh, but it will be September 8th will be the first episode and then it will be released every Wednesday from there. You can go check out the new episodes as they are released on the official Star Trek YouTube channel or over at StarTrek.com. Also, as part of this announcement, because apparently Lower Decks is doing fantastically right now, Paramount is going to be doing uh, some special screenings for Star Trek fans of Lower Decks. Uh, these special screenings, I could not find dates for them, though they are selling tickets. Uh, if you live in Columbus, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, Denver, Colorado, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Phoenix, Arizona, San Diego, California, St. Louis, Missouri, Washington, D.C., uh, Vancouver, Canada, I don't know, I can't remember what territory Vancouver's in, I'm sorry, or Calgary, again, don't remember, uh, or London, England, then you can go check out uh, when your, it's a Fathom Events situation, I believe, and yeah, it's, you can go catch some, it's gonna be free concessions, uh, you have to pay for your admission, and there's going to be a bunch of whole bunch of bonus goodies and stuff because, again, celebrating 50 years of Star Trek, I'm sure they're pretty excited about that. Uh, I, I still am not super sure of the time frame. You're going to have to put a little bit more legwork into that if you are interested. But that's what we got for all of the news as far as TV streaming is concerned because writer strikes and actor strikes are a thing. So that leaves us only TV streaming suggestion for the week is Metalocalypse. Uh, the forthcoming Metalocalypse movie is right upon us. I'm starting to see reviews of it. I honestly thought it had already been released, but I, don't, I, I went looking and it's not. I don't know how that is, but either way, go check out the series as we anticipate the final word in the story uh, in the form of its movie. But the series, absolutely, I'm, I'm reworking my way through season one and it's just, just as great as I remembered it because uh, it's been a couple of years since I watched it. Absolutely worth your time. Go watch some Metalocalypse over on HBO Max or maybe you've got the DVDs or something. Movies, once again, is going to be a little short and sweet, but kind of is the way it is, what with, you know, the strikes and things. We do have Winnie the Pooh back in the movies section for reasons. We also have the season of the horror movie trailer, as well as a movie trailer that we've kind of been keeping our eyes on, but haven't heard much for a while. So we're going to get into that. Follow-ups and corrections here in movies is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yes, that Winnie the Pooh movie is getting a sequel and it has begun its production. Uh, I'm assuming that the production company that is making these movies is small enough that it's not represented by the where the strikes are happening and all of the things do not affect this movie. So yeah, it would seem that we're in some sort of active production. I don't know if it's photography, if they're actually filming or if they're just doing pre-production or what have you wasn't that specific with the announcement but it's working and they also apparently 
uh, recast Christopher Robin for the second movie, which is strange, but kind of what happens when you have a shoestring budget. If the guy asks for more than you can give him, you go with a new guy. So yeah, that's what we're looking at for follow-ups and corrections. So let's jump over to trailers. This gets a little interesting. Uh, starting things off in trailers, we have a relatively benign one, but it stars David Duchovny and Meg Ryan. It's called What Happens Later, set to be released October 13th. It's a new rom-com movie. It's worth noting for the nerd, nerd community because obviously David Duchovny, uh, but also like this seems like there's going to be some sort of weird, like, supernatural element to it. Seems rather subtle, as, as evidenced by the trailer, but definitely there. Go watch the trailer. L let me know if you see what I'm talking about, because like I said, it's fairly subtle, so... Maybe I'm just making it up in my head, whatever. Uh, from there though, we have, this is this is one I've actually honestly been waiting. I literally just asked somebody at the day job if they had heard anything about this, like two days before I saw it in my suggested feed. Apparently though, this trailer came out a little over a week ago and it just fell, flew under the radar for a minute. So Onyx, the fortuitous, and the talisman of souls is actually getting a theatrical release. I'm super excited about this. If you don't know what Onyx, the fortuitous, and Talisman of Souls is, you probably know who Onyx the Fortuitous is. Because if you're watching this, then I would assume you're at least a little bit nerdy. So your uh, YouTube algorithm has fed you some things uh, that are big in the uh, subculture of the nerd community. And one of those things, at least a, uh, I would say probably about three or four years ago, was the weird Comic-Con guy. Uh, talks kind of quick as, I don't know, this one, when he's... <laughs> That's Onyx and Fortuitous. Uh, there have been a, a couple of those videos that have kind of gone slightly viral, the biggest of which is the weird Comic-Con guy. Absolutely staged. The guy who's do doing the, I don't know, game kind of cool. That guy, that is Bowser. Uh, I can't remember his first name, but Bowser is his last name. He has a YouTube channel where Onyx is one of uh, many characters that he's come up with, and he does a bunch of shorts with them. Uh, Onyx is by far the most popular. It's why he's getting a movie unto himself. And Bowser just is a really interesting addition to the community. I just really, really dig the voice that he brings because he's... They, he, He's not easily pigeonholed into any one box as far as like, yeah, he gets a little bit old school as far as his expectations for properties. Like he was not a big, is not a big fan of many of the remakes, but then he's also from California. So he's got a whole very left kind of leaning ideology when it comes to social, social, social politics words. Um, so yeah, just a really interesting character. Really, really like I would love to interview this guy someday. Hopefully once we can get, you know, interviews rolling again, that will be a thing that I can actively pursue. But yeah, just super excited about this. He started a Kickstarter approximately two years ago to get this movie made. It has since been made. He's apparently taken it on the film festival circuit and won a couple awards. And now it's becoming a Fathom Events thing. Uh, as of October 19th, I'm sure that is the only day, but October 19th is the day that you can go see Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman at Souls at your local Fathom Events Theater. So you're going to have to look that up. That is local to you. I know there's three that are quote unquote near me. I think the closest one is like 30 miles away from where I live. So yeah, not exactly the easiest thing to do, but absolutely going to be worth it because 
just a just a, a again super super funny character that we're all quasi familiar with anyway so you might as well support the community support independent art go do the thing and be a supportive person uh but yeah check out the trailer if you doubt me because the trailer's pretty damn funny too from there we have some horror movies now remember we talked about the winnie the pooh blood and blood and honey right because that's a thing that is happened and actually didn't deserve to be as good as it was not saying it was a good movie just better than anticipated uh but yeah we have a couple of more movies in that same vein that have recently dropped trailers so let's talk about that first up is mary had a little lamb this one is coming out october 3rd and like <sighs> I'm kind of here for this. I'm not going to lie. I think this is uh, uh, funny in the best way. Uh, it not uh, a little cringy, but it, uh, that's that's where I was going with that. Cringy in the best way. Funny, yes, because it's cringy. Um, and then uh, the the other one is Three Blind Mice. That's the other trailer that we're talking about. Uh, both of these trailers a little more take themselves a little bit more seriously i think than the winnie the pooh blood and honey movie did so i don't know if they're going to be so bad they're good quality or if they're just going to be taking themselves far too seriously but apparently there are also two different cinderella thrasher movies i was unable to find uh trailers for them or any anything other than the uh announcement that they exist so as more on those develops we'll definitely be covering it but yeah we have mary had a little lamb and three blind mice uh dropped trailers in the last week so that's worth your time to at least watch the trailer so go do that and then our final trailer for this episode is a new alien horror movie Movie. Not alien like Xenomorph's alien, but uh, this one is called No One Will Save You. It's coming straight to streaming over on Hulu, September 22nd. Uh, very different take. This, what this looks like to me is if Signs was actually scary. Uh, no crop circles or anything like that. No water-fearing aliens, it would seem. But definitely some edge-of-your-seat kind of white-knuckle action, for sure. Go check out that trailer if you want to know what I'm talking about. That's what we got for trailers. That's actually all we got for the movies section. So let's jump into the suggestion for movies this week. Iron Man, OG MCU Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr.'s first outing as the character. First full movie worth of outing as the character go back and remember why we were so excited about the mcu becoming a thing go back and remember why the uh, longer gaps between movies was a good idea because iron man to iron man 2 there was a pretty decent gap between those movies we think we weren't getting like four or five mcu movies a year at that time we were getting like maybe one or two and it was good, and it was great, and everybody loved it, and so, yeah, that that is absolutely, and it's also just very well done movie, so kinda sorta still holds up almost as well as it did when it first released. Go check out Iron Man. Rounding things out with the rumor mill this week, we do have a confirmation of rumor previously. We also have a cancellation that may or may not actually be in the works over at Disney, plus a slew of video game rumors that all of them to varying degrees are very likely to be coming out. So let's get into all of that, shall we? So let's talk about this confirmation. Uh, Agatha... Uh, Coven of Chaos has been changed to Darkhold Diaries officially as of the announcement that all of the things are moving around as far as the MCU goes. Uh, that is one that got moved to indefinitely not... Uh, is that right? Let me double check the notes because I could be wrong. 
Uh, no, they got moved to early fall. I was I was mistaken. Er, moved to early fall of 2024. Uh, but either way, the official announcement of that move also gave us the official new subtitle for the Ag Agatha series, which is Dark Hold Diaries. As far as I know, this is the first we're hearing about that from Disney. Uh, previously, it had only been rumored that they were changing the subtitle from Coven of Chaos to Darkhold Diaries. So, yeah, and then it was even something, I think, before that, right? House of Harkness, I think, was the first subtitle. So they have no idea what they're doing over there. But either way, confirmation, we, we called it, we're good. Uh, next up, uh, we have no new sources for old rumors. We only have new rumors. So let's talk about those. First up, we have Ironheart. We actually have two separate rumors kind of battling it out for the Ironheart throne. Uh, new rumor for Ironheart. The first one is uh, the series is rumored to have been canceled. Even though shooting has finished, uh, Disney is uh, said to be blaming the cancellation on the strikes, even though obviously it wasn't that because they finished making the damn thing. Um, this one I don't buy necessarily. Yes, I do think that the postponement is being blamed on the strikes for sure, but I think that's all it is, is a postponement, which brings us into the second rumor. But 55% likely, I'm going to give it just a, just an edge towards the possible side, 55% uh, likely that it has been canceled. But like I said, the second rumor here is that the show actually has just been pushed back and is going to be released in accordance with the Armor Wars movie which seems to line up a lot more with trying to capitalize on your, your streaming series feeding into a movie so you create a much more lucrative uh, proposition for yourself, right? So uh, I'm, we're going we're gonna to put this... It, Armor Wars no longer has, has a release date, so then also neither does Ironheart, which makes sense, right? If the one that they're leading into, we don't know when it's coming out, then we don't know how we're going to feed into it if we don't know when it's happening, right? That's just kind of logic. So that seems bloody more likely. We're gonna put this one at 95% likely that the only reason that this has no release date is because Armor Wars has no release date. So very likely what we're going to see is the announcement of a new release date for Armor Wars and either coinciding with that or very shortly thereafter, we will see the announcement of the release date for the Ironheart series. So again, 95% likely that that is going to be the situation. From there, let's move over to DC and the other DC, if you will. We have a new Batman 2 rumor. This new Batman 2 rumor says that Robin is going to be showing up in this universe. It's going to be a little bit different than the Robin we're getting in the main DCU. The Matt Reeves DCU is going to be the Dick Grayson Robin. So it's going to be the proper first Robin. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, there's uh, that seems like a pretty decent idea. The rumor then goes on to in confirm confirm if you can confirm anything through a rumor uh, that Clayface is going to be one of if not the main villain for the second movie so this is in that respect a new source for an old rumor because we've been keeping tabs on that rumor for some time but uh, the first part is what puts it into new rumor territory so that's what we're talking about 65% likely that we will be seeing Dick Grayson Robin as a sidekick in the Batman 2 very likely I think or slightly more likely is is we're going to see Dick Grayson and then by the end of the movie he will have become Robin. I don't think they're going to do the whole movie or even like two-thirds or half of the movie with a Robin. It will just be Grayson 
getting, uh, uh, becoming the ward of Bruce, and then from there, slowly becoming Robin, and maybe the last act will see the new Robin suit, or something along those lines. He will act in that capacity somehow. I don't think it's going to be the whole movie, but I do think it's going to happen. So yeah, we're going to say 65%, just because, not the greatest source, but still, that's what we got. Uh, from there, we're going to go back over to Marvel and talk about the Hulk. This has been kind of a big one for a lot of the community because uh, Smart Hulk is not so smart. He's kind of silly and dumb. Uh, but with, uh, the rumor is that we're going to go back to Savage Hulk the next time we see Mark Ruffalo in the big green suit. Big green digital suit, I guess. Uh, possibly, uh, the, po the rumor goes on to specify that it will possibly be one of three movies. Either it'll be Captain America 4, it'll be Thunderbolts, or it will be Avengers Secret Wars. So, the fact that they don't know exactly where it's going kind of lends itself to the idea that we are in the middle of some strikes. And these are very much still projects that are really uh, not done in a lot of ways. So, it, and they're also dependent on other projects. So all of this really, really, really seems to line up. It does strike me as a little bit early to make these kind of guesses. So we're gonna put this a little bit over halfway mark because it does seem pretty likely. Uh, we're gonna go about 60% likelihood that we will be reverting back to Savage Hulk with Mark Ruffalo uh, instead of Silly Smart Hulk. Uh, from there, this is a huge one currently in the community, and that has to do with the new live-action Snow White movie. The Snow White and the Seven People of Random Colors. Uh, the rumor is that it's been canceled. Uh, not stinking likely. Matter of fact, it seems that recently there have been a couple of things that seem to imply that there's been a debunking to this rumor, but nothing is uh, concrete just yet as of filming this. So we're going to give this a 55%, and that extra 5% I think is just uh, wishful thinking. Because, and remember, 50 means it could go either way. I honestly believe it very much could go either way, because it has been a pretty horrendously negative backlash uh, from everything we've seen about this movie up until until now. So yeah, there is a strong possibility it could be canceled. I just don't necessarily think it has been canceled. So that's where we're sitting at 55. Next, let's move into some gaming rumors. Uh, first up is Metroid Prime 4. We have been getting a slew of rumors from this game for years at this point. This new one though says that we have a release window. That release window is going to be summer of 2024. Now, normally video game rumors that from my sources are very reliable. This one's a new source. This one also seems like there's a lot more in flux than just the release of a game because very probably we are looking at the, uh, the cusp of a new release for a console for Nintendo. So, Possibly Metroid Prime 4 could be the gateway game that bridges us from the Switch to the ostensible Switch 2, right? So that seems to line up a little bit. The announcement in summer of 24 would make a little bit of sense because if we're anticipating the announcement of the Switch 2 in winter of 24, then that would coincide and then that would be like it'd be like uh, the, the, the switch from Xbox One and PlayStation 4 into Xbox Series and PlayStation 5 where there was a slew of games that released that were also able to port over to your new console once you upgraded your console and then you got the upgraded graphics and so on and so forth. So that might be what Nintendo's doing here that seems to, to logic out but also we know that we're coming towards the end of a console era and this rumor says specifically that it's coming to the switch so if that's 
if it's only coming to the Switch, that doesn't seem logical. That doesn't seem like a, a way Nintendo would go with it at all. So there's just a lot of variables here that we can't really account for. So that's what's killing this, though it does seem rather likely. So we're putting this at about 75% that we will see Metroid on the current generation Switch. I also want to take that a step further and say, if that happens, it will be portable to the next generation Nintendo console, whatever that may be. From there, we have uh, another Grand Theft Auto 6 rumor, and this didn't go in new sources for old rumors because it's a brand new Grand Theft Auto 6 rumor, and that has to do with Joe Rogan. Apparently, Joe Rogan's podcast is going to exist inside of Grand Theft Auto 6. You will be able to tune in and listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, or at the very least, a an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast. Maybe a couple episodes. Um, though, with the current generation of game consoles, it's possible that it, your console will download like the most recent episodes or maybe they'll have some uh some made up episodes that rogan is going to record in the meantime he's not going to physically you're not going to see joe rogan as a character in grand theft auto but you're definitely going to be able to hear him on the radio whenever you steal somebody's car so very interesting uh as far as the likelihood for this one goes i'm gonna say 90 percent. this would not be the first celebrity that they've got to do this and uh if unless you've been living under a rock then you know that joe rogan is one of the most culturally significant personalities right now out of by a long shot like there is no no one that even really comes close in a lot of ways so yeah uh if they got the cash and it's take two so they absolutely got the cash uh there's no reason to believe that he wouldn't do this so from that one let's get into our final rumor for this episode sticking with take two and rockstar games we have red dead redemption is in the rumor mill red dead redemption number three is said to be uh in some sort of development pre-development whatever active development that didn't specify they just said in development so uh we're gonna put this one at about 90 percent as well because yeah they're Take Two, Rockstar, all of these guys uh, go into early development really, really soon. So we are coming to the end of the Grand Theft Auto 6 development cycle, which likely means we're moving into the next development cycle for the next AAA title, because as one winds down, you start up the other one. There are many teams involved, so it's not like they're stopping on one and starting on the other cold turkey. It's just kind of a gradual transition. You have pre-development teams that do certain things, and so once you're out of pre-development, they don't really have a whole lot to do, so they move on to the next project and get so on and so forth, right? So, yeah, absolutely stands to reason that we will be seeing a number three announcement probably uh, sometime at the earliest, sometime late 2024, because by then we should have Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, but, you know, as we, until then, we don't really know, but I just think it's super, super likely. So we're saying, again, 90% likely that this is the case. And that is the last rumor. Also, the end of the episode. So what did we miss? What should we talk about in the next one? Let's, let me know in the comments down below or over on the socials. Uh, if you are falling behind nerds on your nerd news, you want to catch up, you can click or tap the box. It's appearing to uh, somewhere around my face. Also, if you're listening on one of the audio platforms because we are still doing everything goes everywhere then find me on the YouTubes, find me on the Rumbles, find me on the socials in any way you can. Let's have that conversation. Let's talk to one another. Let's do the thing and make a community, shall we? Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, whatever, what have you. And uh, yeah, we will see you in the next one. Before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here. <laughs>